Hey there, it's Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, a podcast geared towards the things you may be misunderstanding about the difficult relationships in your life. I did not understand it when I was in it, but I definitely understand it now, and I want to share that understanding with you so that you too can find the courage you didn't know you had to make the changes you didn't think you could make. We hear it all the time. You just need to love yourself more. Yeah, we get it. Thanks for nothing, literally. You need to treat yourself better, make yourself a priority, right? Be kind to yourself. Stand up for yourself more. Now, I'm I'm sure the people that are speaking these words mean them. And I'm sure that they have your best interest in mind when they say them. But how do they help us when we're just trying to keep our heads above water? Like seriously, in a toxic relationship, we have to keep everybody happy. We have to keep the peace. We have to do everything right or else. We have to make enough money, but not work too many hours. We have to make sure we don't cause a fight. We have to make sure that the secret, hidden, ever-changing to-do list is always done. And you guys are thinking, okay, yes, Dr. Heidi, I'll see if I can't work that love myself in somewhere in my life. Many have this advice, and again, I have to be grateful that the people in my life that were giving me this advice didn't get it. Because if they didn't get it, that means they have not been through it. And I am thankful they haven't. But what does it even look like? What does it mean when somebody says, you just need to love yourself more? Like, does that mean go get a pedicure? Does that mean get a massage? Does that mean have lunch with a friend? Hang out with the guys? Join a golf league? Buy a new shirt? Like, what is it? Because... I bought a new shirt yesterday, and even though it's cute, I don't really feel like I love myself more. I did a whole four-day retreat on loving yourself more just because there is no instruction manual. Everybody says it, but nobody tells you how to do it. It is a very easy concept. Easy concept, but it's hard to both begin because no one tells us how to do it, And it's hard to sustain because we are not even thinking in the direction of loving ourselves more when you are in a situation with a toxic personality. All of our attention is on them. Definitely not on loving ourselves more, right? I didn't understand the concept of loving myself for a very long time. And now that I kind of got a grasp on it, it honestly isn't anything that I thought it was. Truly loving yourself doesn't necessarily mean pampering yourself. Although at times, that could be part of it. It doesn't mean take a trip to an island somewhere. Although that could be part of it. It doesn't mean blowing off your responsibility for a crazy night out with friends. Although that could and should definitely be part of it. Loving yourself more to me has been more of a process of trial and error. A lot of that worked, that didn't work. A lot of positive, a lot of negative, a lot of up and down. So just like anything, 
the learning to love myself was a process. Yet the people that said, you just need to love yourself more, made it sound like I just had to turn on a switch somewhere. But now I realize that loving myself more was coming up with a process that holds me accountable to myself. Accountable to doing the things that I need to do to make Heidi Heidi, to keep Heidi confident, to make Heidi feel valuable. It's a system that helps you put the energy and time and the self-care into your own life that keeps you accountable to you. Because you all know, for some reason, you are held accountable by everybody else and we don't hold ourselves accountable to taking care or loving ourselves. It's a plan that you can fall back on when you start feeling out of balance or you start feeling insecure. Because one thing I realized is when I start feeling out of balance or start feeling insecure, it is 100% because I stopped doing the things that I need to do to love myself more. Sounds like a lot of work, doesn't it? Yep, you guys are already quitting because I know what you're thinking. Oh, now to love myself more, Dr. Heidi says we gotta have a system. Where do I buy the system and how much does the system cost? right? Because you don't have room in your life for one more thing, let alone a system for self-care. But the good news is, is you do have the time and you don't have to buy anything and it's totally free. We know that when we invest in ourselves, we feel better about ourselves. The things we do for ourselves builds our confidence. It makes us feel worthy. It makes us excited about our lives. Yes, I can hear you guys' eyes rolling. I'm not kidding. And when I when I talk about stuff like this in front of an audience, I see people falling asleep. But as an example, we all know how we feel on January 2nd when we have gained seven pounds over the holidays. We feel yucky. We feel like we look yucky. We feel like other people think we look yucky, right? But when we put the energy into a little bit of clean eating and maybe a little bit of exercise and we lose the seven pounds, we feel better about ourselves, right? We feel like we look good. We feel like others think we look good, right? And all you had to do was put a little bit of energy in to yourself and look how it changed your perspective of yourself. Look how it changed how you thought other people perceived you when you felt good about yourself. The system that I'm talking about is nothing more than just dripping little things in throughout the day that are an investment in yourself. And when I talk about this love yourself more, everybody goes, yeah, I know, but where do I start? So I have five things that you can start today that are an investment in yourself that will create that rewarding feeling of self-love. And they're literally going to take almost none of your time. You just have to remember to do it. The first thing, get dressed like you mean it. We all feel better when we look better. Even if we're the only ones that notice, you still feel better. So get out of those pajama pants. 
No more gray sweatpants 48 hours in a row. Do not put the shirt on that you clearly cooked spaghetti in yesterday. Don't wear today what you slept in last night. Not even your underwear. Flip-flops are not a year-round shoe and slippers are not to be worn out of the house. You don't have to dress up, but for crying out loud, wear the yoga pants that make you feel good. You know, the ones without the bleach spot. Wear a t-shirt with a snarky saying. Everybody feels better when they have a t-shirt with a snarky saying on it. And if you're not snarky like me, wear one that has an inspirational word on it. Dig out those favorite jeans. I consistently do this. I get a new pair of jeans and then I keep them for a special occasion. Like, what are we keeping them for? Today, today's the day. Today is the special occasion to wear your favorite jeans. Because really favorite jeans get more and more favorite the more you wash them. So them sitting in a drawer somewhere waiting for a special occasion aren't making you feel good about yourself. You don't even remember you have them. Take off yesterday's makeup before you put today's on. Guys, shave off the shadow. Take your hair down and actually comb through it before you reapply the messy bun. And no, two days in the same socks is not allowed. Maybe throw a pair of earrings in for once. You didn't get holes in your ears for nothing. Now, tell me you don't already feel better about yourself than you did yesterday morning. The second thing you can do starting today is every single day, find two things that hold value to you. Now, the things I'm talking about are tangible, hold in your hand stuff. It's usually the stuff that we're told not to focus on. These things that you hold value do not have to be valued to anybody else, and they don't have to hold any monetary value. However, you cannot say my kids, you cannot say another person, and you cannot say faith here. Those are the three things that you are not allowed to do in this exercise. These are hold in your hand, stand beside, sit in, snuggle up in, dust, look at type of things. Like the hand-me-down cookbook from your grandma. The hammer your grandpa used to use in the shop when you helped him when you were little. My favorite lime green fiesta wear collection. My cowboy boots. A favorite fuzzy blanket. The spoon in the drawer that is smaller than the rest that you will wrestle your kids for when the ice cream comes out. Stuff is stuff. I get it. It's all over. Ask me. Ask Amazon. If I don't order or have a delivery one day, the Amazon driver is checking to make sure I'm not sick. There's stuff everywhere, but pick out the things that you hold value in. There is a reason these things are valuable to you. And the reason they're valuable to you tells you something about yourself. Many times when we are in toxic situations, things become very invaluable because we lose our identity and we lose so much and things for the toxic person seem so much more important than our things. Be excited to see what it is that you pick out that's valuable. 
it's not materialistic to have something that you hold value in. Keep a list of these things. Walk in a different room every day and pick two things in that room that you find value, but ask yourself why you value them. Because it probably has something to do with your character. And when we are thinking about our character, we start digging into loving ourselves more. The third thing you can do starting today is call or text one person you know you enjoy talking to or communicating with. Now, do not get yourself in trouble by texting a high school boyfriend or girlfriend. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about someone who makes you laugh, someone who has supported you, someone that you have lost contact with, an old friend, sister, brother, your grandma. But you are not reaching out for anything other than to say hi. We have to give up so many relationships when we are in a toxic situation because toxic people want us isolated from those we care about, from those we love, from those who support us, from those who we enjoy being around because they want us dependent on them. So you've lost contact with a lot of people. And if you can just send a text of, hi, I was thinking about you, it's gonna give you the sense of reconnecting or having a bigger circle. Because we feel like these people have left us. Now, in reality, what we do when we're in toxic situations is we find it easier to let people go than to have conflict with the toxic person. So these people really didn't leave us. Our life just took over. The isolation process that the toxic personality instills wants to keep us from these people. You'll be surprised how much a high back from these people is going to make you feel both happy and valued. The fourth thing that you can do starting today is play happy music. For some reason, we love to wallow in our sorrows when it comes to music. I played the same sad country song over and over and over so I could cry. Right? We continue to play it. I even played it to make me cry just so I could feel something. That didn't do me any good. It just shoved me farther down into the pit. But I was doing it just so I could feel something because so many of my emotions and feelings had been numbed by the relationship. So change it up. If you want to feel something, why not feel something happy? You know, my daughters went through this same relationship I did, and they always revert to the Disney songs off the movies. They'll even call each other now and sing the Disney songs over the phone, and they're 25 and 27. But they know that somewhere in their lives, those brought them feeling and those brought them happiness. So find the music that makes you feel something, but makes you feel something positive. The fifth thing you can do starting today is drive slow. I remember in my old life, I had so much to do, so much to be responsible for, and so much to stay ahead of that I did everything fast. I walked fast, I talked fast. Well, I've always actually talked fast, so that one doesn't count, but I ate fast, I shopped fast, I showered fast, I cooked fast, I cleaned fast. Hell, I even slept fast so I could get up fast to be faster earlier than I was the day before. 
just because we had so much on our plate and so much was expected of us to do perfectly that you have to do everything fast or you're never going to get it done. But when you're in the car, make a choice to drive slow. Use that time to breathe because in reality, driving fast only gets us in trouble. It's going to get us in a wreck or it's going to get us a ticket. So use your drive time as a time for yourself. Even if it's only a five minute drive to pick the kids up, make the five minute drive a 12 minute drive. Be the person that you're always irritated with that's in front of you that's driving slow. You're only irritated with them because you're trying to go fast, fast, fast. Be the person that's driving slow for once. Who cares if people are honking? They're the ones that are still going fast, fast, fast to get everything done because they're in a toxic relationship at home. Use the parent pickup line to detox your hurried mind. How many times have you sat in the parent pickup line going, oh, come on, come on, I hate this part of my day. All I have to do is sit here and I have 87 things to do on my list. Seriously, it's the only time and it's the only place right now that you have permission just to sit. Embrace it. Of all the hurry, fast stuff that goes on in your life, the rest of the day, use your, use your errand time, use your drive to work, to the store, to the gym, to the soccer field, as your time to be still. If you don't drive that much, pick something else that you do at home that you can do slow. You don't have to skip three steps every time you go up the stairs. Just decide to walk up the stairs slow and walk back down the stairs slow. Take an hour and a half to mow the lawn instead of having it done in 45 minutes. Take a little bit longer to prepare supper. Enjoy chopping the vegetables. Take time to actually fold the laundry instead of roll it up in a ball and smash it flat so it looks like it's been folded. Just pick something and slow it down. You're soon gonna look forward to the driving to the parent pickup, to the cooking, to the mowing, to the laundry, because you're secretly going to use it as your slow down, breathe, regroup activity for the day. You know, I remember when I was in my former marriage, I served him dinner in his recliner every single night. And it would make me so irritated that why couldn't we sit around the table like a family? And then one day I realized if I served him in the recliner, Guess who got to be by herself in the kitchen? So for the last several years of that relationship, I embraced being in the kitchen and not fretting about not sitting around the table. Now, for those of you who are already saying, I can't possibly do all five of those things, or at least, at least not all every day, no excuses because I strategically planned this. I knew that this was gonna be your excuse. All except getting dressed, you can do in the car. So no more excuses. This isn't all loving yourself is made up of, and it's not all that it involves. But when you want to know where to start, this is it. By doing things like this on a consistent basis every day, you're going to notice that even these small things are going to begin to build value and confidence and your identity to the place where you actually start loving yourself. You're gonna start realizing that on these, other things are going to build. And you're gonna realize that you do have things to appreciate and it's okay to take time for yourself. 
they won't even notice you're doing it. So just to simplify the loving yourself process, there it is. That's how I started it. And I still am a very hurried person. I have a lot of energy and I have a lot of things going on at the same time. And now, finally, after 14 years, I can actually slow down and take a walk if I want or watch a romantic comedy if I want or listen to my music or try on a couple pairs of clothes. Call somebody. I can make every excuse in the book not to do these, but I know the minute I stop doing things for myself, I become unbalanced and insecure. So right now, it doesn't matter where you are in the cycle of the toxic relationship journey. Start these today. And you're going to realize not only is it kind of fun to be secretive that you're actually taking care of yourself, but each time you do this, you are building the confidence, value, worth, and self-security that you need to take your own life back. Hey, I'm Rachel. I found Dr. Heidi's podcast when I needed it most as I was leaving an emotionally abusive marriage. Dr. Heidi validated my experience, made me feel less alone, and helped me start the healing that I could not have done alone. Dr. Heidi is now offering an exclusive members-only podcast where you can submit your questions, listen to others going through similar struggles, and hear Dr. Heidi's never-before-shared personal story. To learn more, go to www.itsnotnormalitstoxic.com. Join her members-only podcast. It's only $15 a month to get two bonus episodes every week, plus the chance to ask your questions to Dr. Heidi. Go to www.itsnotnormalitstoxic.com.